8.10 p.m. Monday, May 16th, 2011. <laughs> Wicked happy! Fun time. Cheese, how are you doing today? I am doing outstanding today. Very good, sir. Yes, and you? I'm great. Real quick, big announcement. Okay. I am doing comedy in Los Angeles. That's right. On Monday. That's right. The day May... 23rd. May 23rd. May 23rd from 8 to 11. I will go up at some time between 8 and 11 p.m. at the Comedy Store That's in Hollywood. A big, that's a big venue. Yeah. I'm doing comedy with Ryan Ungi. Ryan, Ryan Unger. That's who's right. Who's been on the show before. That's right. If you live in L.A. and you want to see me go up and uh, make some ha-has, May 23rd, Comedy Store. Uh, say you're there to see Carl Cochise. That's that announcement. That's, that's next mon Monday night. Monday. Right. Well, you know I'm there. Awesome. You look very regal today. <laughs> I'm feeling. Uh, I'm not sure why. Have you been knighted? I haven't been knighted. Do I'm why just, not? I'm feeling yeah, like like nobility. I'm feeling you know really on top of things. Very Sir Lancelot. <laughs> yes, yes. Here we are with uh, with Jake Goldberger, right? Yes, sir. And uh, Jake is here as our special guest tonight. I'm very excited about this guest. As when I you found, should be. When I found out that uh, you were director. I was super pumped. Obviously, we know each other all from bowling. Yep. So we're all acquaintances. Yeah, yeah. Then we started talking shop, and uh, you've you've had some good success in your field, and you were bowling with us as well, which brings you very close to Thunderstroke. <laughs> in fact, so we're becoming my place. Yes, that's true. right. You took my spot. I was away this weekend, but but that's what we'll talk about. So anyway, so the Ugh. so so the breakdown of it is we'll do the uh, LA four one one, and then we'll talk about what's Jake what Jake is doing with his life. And then uh, we can go on a little, little Reddit TILs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Any, any other any other things? I have a would you rather. Oh, you do? God, do I? Every time you say someone's got a would you rather, my mind explodes. I get so excited. I'm do just... I get to be involved in this would you uh, rather? Oh, yeah. Or say, uh, it's right, designed perfect. specifically for you. Oh, <laughs> even better. Good. I mean, we could still answer it, but I wrote Good. it for you. Good. Listen, I'm the only one I'm listening to, so that's all that matters. So that's our lineup on uh, on our episode, and uh, oh, 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 before before we do uh, Jake thing, yeah, I think it's important to note that you're not going to be hearing an ad tonight, people, because uh, most likely our contract with AdamandEve.com <laughs> is going to just expire. It's so you can just be gone. Si simply because no orders have been placed with uh, our product code, <laughs> our, our promo code. Uh, apparently, our guests aren't as uh, perverse as we think. No one's buying dildos. I'll buy a dildo for you any day, bro. Oh. Come on. <laughs> what, what, do I have to step in and buy something? <laughs> I mean, I'll buy one and, and right, it just goes. Well, here's, here's what I was thinking about. Yeah. Uh, if each one of our listeners simply tells a friend yeah. about our podcast. Right. That value to us in the long run will be the same as our ad. So keep Wicked Happy Fun Time ad free and just every week tell one friend. Yeah. If you like us, obviously, tell like a friend. Us. Tell a friend and that, let us know. That's that, all we ask. And we yeah. won't we won't we won't bore you. We won't tell you to buy anything as long as that happens. <laughs> but I'll, let me let me ask you, by buying one of these, yeah. would I have to let them know that I'm buying them through you? Therefore, would you know that I am buying the 14 inch <laughs> dildo? Or could I at least do that anonymous? <laughs> the only way they can track it is uh, uh, if you there was a promo code that you would enter to get a discount. Yeah, you see there that's, it is. So they now, know for me personally. I'm more I would in, rather know 
not be entering any. I'm, I'm more interested in ruining your reputation. <laughs> yeah, I'll be posting on Facebook, showing the picture yeah, of it, so. somehow sneaking to your window and Jake taking Goldberg, a picture of the dildo. inch spiked dildo from AdamandEve.com, code number nine seven four. Because we can never refer to it as your dildo. It's always the dildo. Right, exactly. You're a friend. He only buys things that are spiked. I don't know what the deal is. That's my thing. Come on, to each Some their own. Very love dangerous pain. sexual toys. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so uh, that's that announcement, and the um, uh, you'll notice uh, people at home that episode thirteen consisted of an announcement about a tasing. Oh, that's right. That will yeah. be happening in the near future. Yeah, yeah. So please uh, listen to the new episode; it's just up. And uh, well, you know, when you listen to this, it will be up for a little bit. But please vote, and uh, one of us is going to get tased. It's either cheese or bombs. So I was thinking yeah, we could. I'm not stepping in on this. No, 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 Jake. Look, I know you're kind of an open guy. Only, it's a one million volt taser. We need so to test only, it. Only a million? Yeah. Oh, I'm in. I'm we in. need to test it. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah, right, right. right. Me right. first. Guinea pig. Uh, Bend over. <laughs> <laughs> we, we do say in episode 13 that it was going to be uh, this week that we got tased, but there were uh, technical difficulties. Sure. So we are going to extend the voting for a week. Email us, wickedhappyfuntime at gmail.com. Vote for either bombs or me to get tased. Why? You choose yeah. that person, and then we'll do that for episode fifteen. We'll so there's it. the taste. There's there's that episode fifteen. God, these it's just we got so many episodes coming out. Now. Don't shower that. right before episode fifteen. <laughs> is what is what we should do. Uh, Jake, yes, sir. Thank you so much for being here. My pleasure. Um, are we? Let's do a little LA four one one. I love it. All right, I love uh, it. For you two gentlemen, I know that you guys bowled on Saturday for in the uh, playoffs. Jake took my spot and actually performed quite well. So. I, I thought I performed quite well during the first game. The second game, I went back down to what I normally bowl, which is incredibly shitty. But it was the first <laughs> game that really counted. Yeah. And right? we did not. This is the truth. I can, I can mask it any way I want. We did not find a way to get it done. Ah, but those guys are ridiculous. I bowled versus them early in the season. They're just insane. They're just too good. There's one guy who bowls knuckle out. You look When, when it's coming off his fingers, you think this guy's going to get a total of 17. And, of course, <laughs> he ended up bowling a 208. Oh yeah, God. and he had four in a, he had five in a row. Five Did in a row. Really? Oh, day. that's murder. The guy balls like that's a murder. child, but he found a way. So. <laughs> but I, and also, also right, not like the friendliest team, like not like the fun loving team that you want to play against. They warmed up to. I mean, they, I mean, I, they're not dicks, you know. They're they're, they're but <laughs> it's 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 a team of cyborgs. <laughs> right. Exactly. They, they're right, genetically right. engineered. It's like the universal soldier of bowling teams. They've been no bred doubt. to destroy people. <laughs> right. And, right. and I love it, it. just in that fact. They, I gotta say, you can be a little more political than than uh, I'm choosing to be, but just by the fact that they're good and better than we are, or we were when I bowled with you, does make them assholes. <laughs> that's, that's a good point, right? There you go. That's the bottom line. There, there has certainly never been a bowling team in our league that has had two bowlers with zero handicap. It's just never. That's the bottom line. Uh, you know, I, I don't like losing. Cheese, you had a good game though. I heard. Two to what? Two thirty nine. If you bowl, this is true. Cheese bowled two. incredibly well, but and he is he is a very very good bowler. That's uh, he can be humble about it. He is one of the best bowlers I've ever seen. In fact, I've never seen a two thirty nine. He's got live that. He's got lifetime. that spinning curving ball. You yeah. know, from the from uh, right to left. And he's super accurate. And I yeah. hate bowling against him. <laughs> when, when he's on, when uh, he's on, it's a pain in the ass. Yeah. I can understand that. 
I get to, I get to be on his team though, which is for the whole season, which is great. And so. and my team that I normally bowl with, we happen to get two out of three from you guys because of the handicap discrepancy. Ah, because, the handicap because we're so much worse than you. Killing me ever all yeah. season long. Yeah, I look up, I'm like, I see just a hundred handicap, and I'm and yeah. mine's like thirty. I'm looking. I'm like, oh, how how do you compete with that? You like, really can't compete with it. Seventy extra pins on yeah, it. Yeah, it, it's murder. it's tough to catch up to it. Um, and when yeah. you have a guy like Cheese Bowling, he's the type of guy, and I mean this, you're the type of guy that can find a way. Yeah. To get it done, but you have to be more aware of the rest of your teammates. And I'm one of your teammates. And and at the end of the day, <laughs> yeah. well, I was aware of you, yeah, sir. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was aware of you. No, he kept on apologizing. I really, he was like, oh, Jesus, I'm so sorry. So this is my neurotic problem because is that when I'm bowling in your place and I'm bowling with these guys, all I'm thinking in my yeah. head is, I'm going to fuck it up. I'm going to fuck it up. I'm going to fuck it up. Every time I step to the line. Now, I'm hopefully, like, now you guys went out first round, but did you have, at least have a couple drinks and have some fun? Yes. Okay. It was a great time. We had Josh there. And, and also, yeah, Josh I know we had a great time. one of Cheese's things is that uh, the the diner at the bowling alley is phenomenal. And Cheese, that's one of the things. Did you go and you eat I'm there? obsessed with this place. I think I've told both of you at a certain time before. Yeah. Their homemade salsa yeah. at Pepe's Diner, Pepe's Galley, excuse me, yeah, yeah. is the best salsa I've ever had. Really? It's un- Pepe's really? is my that's favorite a restaurant statement. in L.A. You see, I like that restaurant. <laughs> it's at the bowling alley. Number two alley. is Mastro's. It's... <laughs> <laughs> it's it's so cheap. The problem with that bowling alley diner is, is it's so inexpensive. The only way they could be making a profit is yeah. for the actual food they're serving you to be the lowest grade possible shit on the planet. <laughs> so I love it too. I love it. You're thinking it too, we're thinking way too much into I, it. I, Homemade salsa, best you've ever had. Yeah, That's what you should take there you away. Go. There it is. Well, well, gentlemen, yes. it, wait, I just want I just want to say, oh, please. Well, why I get so angry about losing <laughs> is oh, because yeah, look, yeah. look, look, look. If if I bowl 10 strikes in a game, I'm thinking maybe we can move on to the next round. That didn't happen. Uh, and so it's season nine, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And it's becoming a real obsession with me. Yeah. So if I send death threats to our competitors next <laughs> right, season, right. or I start dressing in weird ways, or bring a billy club to the lane <laughs> to kneecap people, don't judge me. So, because I will not rest until we win that trophy. The Bob no, Reamer's going to happen. It's going to happen. I'm going to freak out. So, so on that note, being angry about being competitive this week, which I was upset about, the, the Celtics uh, finally got knocked out by the Heat. Right. And uh, I was in this Celtics rage. I was in like this raging blackout angriness, and I started. I was so I was so bent out of shape from the loss and so pissed. I went on the Miami Heat website. Went to a con- I went to the only contact us I could find, and I just started. It's like filling your name, you know, your email, and all this stuff. I'm like LeBron James at fuckyou.com, and like, and like, and then like first name fuck, last name you, like you lost I'm, it. And, and and in the message, the best part of the message, I am going to poison the entire team. <laughs> Now, does this give you That's pleasure it. to know you're standing across from a Knicks fan right now, which yeah, yeah. I am, so I felt the same way about you. <laughs> I'm re- I know. I, then, you know, so it, it gets passed I, 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 I actually ended up um, taking the, the rage and all, like, the passion during the game, and I turned it into an actual workout. <laughs> I literally, I get the coffee table out of the way, and I literally, for, for the entire time they're playing, I just go to town. I do push-ups. I do sit-ups. I, like, run in place while they're playing. I figure I gotta work hard too. It's, I, it's an unbelievable workout. I've seen that clip, right? Saw, I showed him the clip. I took a, I took a video because my brother was like insisting like I die took hard, a video. Crazy Celtics fan, your brother? Yeah. Uh, well, I'm I'm the diehard. He's kind of like you know he he likes the Celtics, but right. for me it's 
I'm the one who's like a fucking. Have you have way. you put that online yet? I haven't put it online yet. That's going on our Facebook page. You agreed to that. Oh right? yeah, yeah. I'm putting okay. it up. I'm so it so up. so people, everyone gets to see. We got new pictures, <laughs> pictures, uh, new pictures, and some old pictures. One of you using a cone. Uh, as your imaginary phallus. That's right. That's, that's going right. up. That's from uh, college. As well as some of this random <laughs> That's one stuff. of the famous ones of me from college. So. And, um, <laughs> and, and and also new footage of you doing a workout. <laughs> it's quite obsessive. And, and you're, you know what? Uh, my brother showed it to his wife, and she she actually was like, wow, that's scary. That's a scary you thing. You do. You look like... I you, look like I'm going to kill you someone. You look like you, you can stab someone. Yeah. It's, it's aggressive. You know, it's hard for me because because I can, you know, I have a lot of friends from Boston. I have a lot of respect for you guys. That being said, yeah, I, I am a Mets, Jets, Knicks fan. There you which go. Which has, between those three teams and the and the uh, 34 years I've been on this earth, but we'll say 26 years I've been on this earth just yeah. to <laughs> fudge my age. Uh, that's, that's one championship won, which is the Mets in 1986. The Knicks. Nothing. The, nothing. The Jets. Nothing except uh, so for you guys, the Patriots, the Red Sox, yeah. and the Celtics. We've been fortunate. We've been spoiled in the la- in, in our lifetime. Yeah. I know at the beginning of your lifetime, it's been uh, it was rough. It was but real for now, rough. For the, the last decade, the, the last decade was great. For yeah, us. You, you, it really is. Yeah, it was extraordinary. Yeah. So yeah, no, and and you know, right. I, I can see yeah for the for you being oh. a fan, especially oh. especially the Mets too. Yeah, the Mets. It's Ooh. it's been Bummer. tough, and it's gonna be tough, and the J- the Jets really. Uh, you guys have been a crawl on our side for a long time, and uh, yeah, a, a great rivalry though. Great rivalry, and, yeah. You know, and that's the thing is those are the best rivalries in sports. Totally. You guys don't know what pain is. What? I'm a Seattle. I'm a Seattle oh, guy. Oh, you guys, you guys, you guys you know don't what? even have it. Yeah. I, I don't actually, even have a fucking yeah, NBA team anymore. Yeah. I actually have right, being friends with you and especially Joe Love and these Seattle boys that try being a Seahawks fan in your adolescence it's when just, things are dangerous enough yeah, in your it's life. It's bad. Yeah, Seattle. Seattle could be the uh, Seahawks. Obviously, you know, you got the Richter scale uh, move, and you guys could end up being a little bit better in the next couple years. We, yeah. There's yeah. there's always hope, and uh, true fans, it doesn't matter if you're exactly. winning or you're losing, yeah. and that's what it's all about. But it's, it's it, dude. It's it's because you don't get that East Coast totally. fanaticism. Totally, right. and you have too many fair weather fans. No pun intended there. Yeah. But uh, it, it that can get aggravated. It's true. You know, between the New York fans and the Boston fans and the Philadelphia fans, there oh, really Philly are a fans. lot of fo- yeah. Philly fans are the worst. Actually, sorry, you know what's funny? Ludicrous. My roommate, in fact, two of my roommates, mm-hmm. they're both. Are- uh, Philly fans. They're um, both from Philly. Man, I have so many friends from Philly, but these guys, I, I love them, but the worst of the worst of the worst. <laughs> the worst. Are they worse than Raider fans? Uh, you know what? I'm For me, in my Whoa. own personal life, I'm going to say yes, just because they have uh, the Philly fanatic as their mascot. <laughs> it's a special, <laughs> special, a special spot place for you. The yes. green armadillo. It's more you for know. me. I, I, like, right, I've only been scared of my life from... Uh, from a Raider fan and from a Charger fan, <laughs> really the, the only times my life has yeah. been in danger. Seriously, um, and uh, and then fearing for it sometimes with Laker fans, but it's been like you know I can always like come out with a better better you know uh, comeback because they are just such morons. Laker yeah, fans really. will be angry at you for like a minute. Yeah, but like a Raider fan will stalk you. Yeah, the, the, yeah the, exactly. The, the, the Raiders Follow fans. Yeah, the Ra- Raiders fans are full blown. The, the Lakers fans. You know, I've been living in LA for ten years, and the Lakers have been at least in the NBA championship eight of those right. ten years. I mean, they don't even know which way is up right now. You know? So, and and funny enough, so right now it's just like Phil Jackson's probably on his way out, right? Most likely, right? But the whole way that it went out, like you know, the whole disgrace. Uh. And 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 the, the you know ejections in the fourth quarter, the and ejections. Complete Andrew Bynum, who's not even in shape, ripping his shirt off, yeah. and you're like, you're like, dude, do some setup, yeah. something. <laughs> <laughs> a 
I'm like, God, like, dude, literally just like, like, friggin' just, you know, like, it's amazing. Flapjack titties. Yeah. <laughs> bean dipping all day yeah. long. Oh, yeah, bean dip that guy. So, anyway, just, just hilarious. Yeah, but, um, that he went out like that. I, I think he'll be back in a, in a year or two. I don't know if it'll be the Lakers. Hopefully, it'll be the Knicks. But, but, uh, for them to, to have a complete breakdown like that, it's, you know, it was a telling sign of that team, too, because all of the, totally. I just think of these, these, like, key players there, like, who are just insane. Matt Barnes. Totally. And Ron Artest, just total psycho. And the yeah. best part was, Andrew Bynum, what was it? Uh, Andrew Bynum goes out, and, 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 and literally the announcer said this, oh, Ron Artest is in there to make sense of it. He's the guy who <laughs> choked out a fan, like, years ago. It's like, that's a scary. He's yeah, a peacemaker. Yeah. 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 Yikes. Yeah. Yikes. I, I need to transition from sports to movies, yeah. because Jake is yes. a director, and uh, you worked with a couple of uh, big names. Uh, fairly recently, a couple years ago. Yeah, about the... a year and a half ago. Oh, the movie came out, I'd say, uh, about a year ago from now. Tell us about your project. Yeah, I want to hear. The movie I made is called Don McKay, starring Thomas Hayden Church and Elizabeth Shue and recent Academy Award winner Melissa Leo, as well as, you know, for me, you know, my personal favorites, Emmett Walsh and Keith David and, and uh, James Rebhorn and guys that I grew up watching and loving. And, Very and, cool. Uh, yes, it was really cool to get the opportunity to work with those guys. I mean, it's it's still kind of a pinch myself that I got to direct M.M. at Walsh, you know, yeah. it's is kind of amazing to me, you know. And, and it, you did it the hardcore indie way. Yes. Like, you really? wrote it and you scrounged. Yep. Tell us a little bit oh. about that experience. How, what was the, what was, the, what were the standout aspects of that experience for you to go down that road? I wrote the script in a writing, well, I had started writing it in a workshop, um, years and years ago in some workshop not far from here on 19th Street in Santa Monica um, in some ballet studio that a friend of my mom's who she grew up with, he knew this writing teacher named Carol Gordon who's great and, and I went in and just started workshopping it and uh, the, I started writing the script and people started, you know, in the class were really responding to it which gave me the confidence to oh, keep going cool. with it. Yeah. yeah, so I wrote it and then... Uh, you know, I hired a casting director through um, some producers, some young producers who I knew at the time. They suggested I hire a casting director, which I did. And we made an offer to, you know, kind of a throwaway offer to Thomas Hayden Church. Only It's only a throwaway offer because I didn't think in a million years I would ever be able to get him. This was coming right off Sideways, which... I oh, yeah. man. So, right. Exactly. So he, I mean, he's he on fire. Really, yeah, he was on fire at this sure, point. And, sure. and uh, with him, you know, I, I truly did not think I was going to be able to get um, an actor of his caliber because I was a first-time director. So I was thinking I was going to have to really lower the bar uh, for myself. But, uh, you know, Thomas, the day he was nominated for an Academy Award, this is a true story, my phone rings, and it is Thomas Aiden Church. you got to be kidding the day me. That's he, a, that's he read it on the plane. What has, he was flying to L.A., from, from Texas to L.A. Wow. to meet his agents, I guess, to... to uh, to come up with the plan after he had been nominated for an Oscar that wow. day. And uh, we talked for four hours and we just completely hit it off and he completely understood what it was I was going for with the character and all the, and all the kind wow, of... Wow, amazing. You know, it, that is really so cool. Is. That, what, what, a day, what a day, what a conversation. It was amazing, it really was. And, and to find a guy who could really understand the bizarre nature of what it was I was trying to do. Uh, and yes. and he, just, he got it, you know? Right, and especially for you to be like the writer and director yeah. to just like have to... Like, it's got to be... You know, that yes. way, your vision. And that's such yeah. a whole different movie, you know? A lot of people yeah. don't remember how much of a different movie that is, how much of a pr different process that is. It, it, yeah. And it would t tell, tell me a little about Thomas Hayden Church, because we're, I'm a huge fan. Yeah. I, I remember seeing him in, uh, I, I actually saw it just the other day, and I kind of forgot that he was in it, uh, Tombstone. 
Yeah, you're one of the yeah, bad yeah. guys. Dude, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Tombstone's a really underrated movie. Tombstone is. There's some moments of Tombstone that are full blown awesome. Yeah. I'm your yeah. Uncle oh, Barrett. Yeah, sure. yeah there's. <laughs> you know, Tombstone kind of got overshadowed by Wyatt Earp at the time, but Wyatt Earp is is really arduous. It, it does not stand no. up to Tombstone no. at all. It, it, if you watch them both now, you're like, oh, Tombstone's more commercial. Yeah, Tombstone, yeah. And, and Tombstone's more entertaining and, in its own way, better directed than Wyatt Earp. You know, yeah. my opinion. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, you get the Val Kilmer in there, and he goes off, and and it, I, I watched Tombstone <laughs> yeah, before Wyatt Earp, and doing. so. Yeah, Wyatt Earp, I'm still watching. It's been 15 years now. <laughs> <laughs> he's just now entering the third act. Exactly. <laughs> but was Thomas cool? Like he, I, yeah, I mean, obviously, he's... you guys got along, but what's he like, really? What What do I not know about him? He is, Thomas is a great guy. He is, um, he lives on a ranch about two and a half hours away from any airport. Really? Uh, in Texas. So he oh, really wow. does, he's a rancher. This is interesting. Very cool. And he's I did not, not know he's that. not like a bullshit actor who, who you know, actor rancher who kind of jokes about this guy goes on four-day, like, you know, expeditions of moving. I, I mean, listen, I'm from New York City. I have no fucking clue what a rancher does, but <laughs> but he does it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. That's right. So, yeah, so that's the whole right. Tombstone thing makes sense now. They yeah, just yeah. grabbed him off the ranch. Yeah, there you go. He, yeah. he's, he's really into that whole culture, and he's the real deal. He's not... He's not full of shit. He really, that's what he does. That's what he does with most of his time. And he's an incredibly talented actor. But what he does for the most part is a, I mean, he's a rancher. Um, I love yeah, that. Yeah, I love that. Jake, yeah. I want to know about where did you start? Where was your your, your starting point for this, uh, you know, for writing, directing, and all that? When I first moved to L.A. about, uh, I guess, 10 years ago, I started realizing that, you know, I'd always wanted to direct. I never wanted to write. All I ever wanted to do ever was uh direct movies that's what i wanted to do my whole life right. i was a movie obsessed you know completely movie obsessed growing up right right um but i realized that in order to direct i was going to have to take a shot writing and uh hoping mm. that somehow i'd be able to write a script that an actor of name would somehow read and somehow vouch for me as a first-time director yeah. who had not directed anything before and by some alignment of the stars it happened, wow. you know, right. and, and when Thomas, you know, once he and I, once he read the script, he asked me who was directing, you know, I'm 26 at the time. Yeah. He asked me who was directing. I said, I am. He asked me what I had ever directed before. I told him, you know, I, I really haven't directed anything before. And he said to me, dude, I got your back. Wow. And, and <laughs> that's I'm, that's and I'm amazing. With and we hit it off. And there and you he, go. I really, I can't say how much I owe him. In so that like respect. a base, a back, real backbone to that movie. Yeah, like, and how and many it, other it, actors would say that? No, no, I mean, I don't know. And he was attached yeah. for, you know, the seven, you know, six years, seven years after that. You have no idea how many actors drop in out of, in of projects, out of projects, in projects, out of projects. Sure. He, no matter what anyone said to him, he had my back. He did exactly what he said he was going to do, and he didn't waver. And I have so much respect solid for guy. that. Yeah, that's just a solid thing to do. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah, yeah, it really is. And, and you know, I, I will owe him forever on that level, you know. I feel like buying him something just because he did yeah. that. Like that means so much to me, as buy, someone buy him who a horse. Would, like. Yeah. <laughs> is that what he needs? He needs yeah. a stallion I don't know if over he there. Needs one, but just buy it for him. I know. I got it. We go out to his ranch. We do some like branding and help him calf the babies. <laughs> well, well, or now, something. now you know, Cheese has got the experience. You know, shooting wild boars. <laughs> Send so. me out. To, is that right. true? Yeah. yeah, I, yeah. I shot. I we did a, a hunting for some people. Needed some boars to be dead, and I went out there and uh, obliged him. <laughs> So yeah, I hunt, and uh, I I'm, I think I'd be a good brander. 
Yeah, you were ready. I, you know, I mean, I branded humans, but that's just so messy. <laughs> I say, I've always seen you since minute one. I didn't want to tell you this before, but I've always seen you as a brander. That just seems <laughs> the first thing that came to my mind. <laughs> um, Jake, where do you go from, like, where have you gone since, since this movie has, you know, what, what's your next step? Uh, the, where have I gone? I'm standing in your bedroom doing a podcast. Well, there we go. That, that love it. That's the, next, that's the next big project. I love <laughs> it. This right. is the climax, by the way. This is it. I'm peaking right reached. Here. I love yeah. this. Yeah. I've been wait. I feel my whole life has led me to your bedroom doing the podcast on a Monday. This is it. Um, <laughs> what have I done? You know, I've been writing. Uh, we're trying to get the next film made that I wrote, which is much, much different than Don McKay. It's much more... Uh, I don't even want to say commercial, but it's much more quote-unquote down the middle. Uh-huh. And uh, it's an uphill battle, you know, but we're trying to get it done, and I believe we will get it done. Is but, it like uh, a, is it action? or what No, it's genre? much more, it, I would say if I had to put it in a genre, you know, with Don McKay, we were trying to do kind of a bizarro, for me, what I was trying to do was a bizarro mix of uh, some influences, you know, the Coen brothers, but not just the, you know, Polanski, David Lynch, you know, things oh, yeah. that I really, oh, that, wow. you know, I like, yeah. uh, I like weird. You know, I like to to watch movies that aren't... I love all movies, you know, all different types uh, of genres. That's why you walked in and saw my collection. Yeah, that, yeah. And we hit it off. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I, 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 yeah. I, I don't want to be closed-minded to I anything, but for what I would like to do, or at least what I wanted to do with Don McKay, is do something that was different. You know, I, okay. this is an opportunity to make a movie. I don't want to do the, the underhand pitch down the middle. The next movie that we're trying to get made that I wrote is more down. I would put it more in the genre of a Cameron Crowe style movie as opposed to a okay. Lynchian, uh, you know, type of movie. But but so it's very different. But is there anyone attached that we may know? Uh, there's a, this, uh, you might want to be interested. Let me say it now that Tom Cruise is attached. Whoa! 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 That's how you get attached. Wait a minute. <laughs> no, that's a lie. Uh, uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, no one's attached. He's jumping on a couch <laughs> in the presence of greatness. <laughs> no, we are. We're trying to get actors attached, and there are there. There's somebody we're close on, um, but I can't say who it is yeah. for fear that it, we will not be close. Ah, yeah. No, no, it, no worries there. But it, yeah. uh, people hear the wrong thing on our best of luck sir, our worldwide then, podcast. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I hope that is a fantastically received. I hope shooting goes very well. And I, I've already told you, by the way, I, I told him this the other day, Bombs, okay. that I have offered my services as a cameo bit part actor. Ah, uh, jeez, yes. So I'm the guy <laughs> in the coffee shop who, like, picks, you know, not, hey, I don't know if you want, I mean, I don't know if you have that role for the pick a fight guy, but you know what I could do? I could be like the uh, scratches myself in the presence of a lady guy. I could be the guy who knocks into a waitress and, I, and spills the blueberry pie. I like, I like yours, just this little part where you come out of the bathroom, you know, and maybe the main actor goes in, but you just see that you got, like, toilet paper <laughs> hanging out of your back of your, there there you go. your jeans. You see, I'm surprised to respond to this on any level on recording in fear that if I do get this movie off the ground, your lawyer will be coming. <laughs> I do remember verbal that. Agreement, right, verbal agreement. Verbal agreement. Yes, yes. Now, Cheese is willing to take a buyout of $350,000. <laughs> yeah. No, wait, wait, just just to record this. <laughs> Uh, can we get can we get this confirmed on on the record? Yeah. If uh, after funding goes through, on the record, I will say I absolutely cannot comment on that. But Son of a bitch. <laughs> off the record, Jeez, you are up. We'll, we'll see what we can do. Bringing people on the podcast. I'll take ordering. it. I'll it's take like, it. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's it. That's it. They're not leaving this podcast. So, uh, I have this email from your ex-wife here. I'd like to <laughs> yeah, read. Yeah. Uh, okay, okay, you're off the hook. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah, off yeah, the yeah. hook because I know where you live. And Fair I, enough. Uh, uh, do you have any announcements before uh, we go into the uh, 
The TIS. Do I, do I have announcements? I feel like you have an announcement of some well, kind. Well, I just wanted to say from, you know, last week we gave a shout out to Jeremy. And I said I was going to his wedding. And I did. It was in New Hampshire. And it was unbelievable. It's an unbelievable time. But I just had to say that, you know, traveling in general, there's just one thing that's just brutal. Virgin America is a great airline. But, uh, <laughs> but if there's someone on a red eye who doesn't understand, you know, when they're browsing, they don't understand the touchscreen, you know, using force instead of pressure. And there's someone browsing <laughs> all night long. It's someone poking at your back of your head for, for five and a half hours. Oh, good Lord. That's, that's just, I mean, people. People, wake up. <laughs> yeah, those touch screens, especially, you know, I played, I had the most awkward thing ever where I was on Virgin America and I was playing, uh, it might have been Delta Song, I think it was Virgin America, where I was playing Trivia. Oh, those are fun, yeah. Ah. And then I realized the guy who was kicking the ever-loving shit out of me on every level was sitting next to me. Oh, no! So awkward. I was like, oh, That's God, ridiculous. this guy now knows that I pretty much have the IQ of a five-year-old. <laughs> I love that, though, the, that you can play games with other people. Yeah, in the plane. That's I've, heard, I've heard you can up, you can now like chat with other like members on the, like people on the plane. Like that's so friggin' awkward. It's just like, awkward. You're like, oh, like, hey. oh, I noticed you're pretty from row twenty three, <laughs> exactly. but you're in exactly. row three. Exactly. It's like, oh god, stalker, stalker on the plane. <laughs> and then you're on a plane for six hours. <laughs> you know, there's only yeah, one yeah. reason I would use that service, and that would be to send a message to the dick in front of me who has his seat all the way there back. There you go. Before the plane right. even takes or off. The right, the guy. And the message is <laughs> browsing all night. Pick up your fucking seat before it's the punching your yeah, back Yeah, I your will head. turn around and literally throw, <laughs> yeah. choke, throttle, slam you. I I have a necklace that I, that strangles people. Have you Sincerely seen the Bond movie where don't go yeah. to the bathroom or you will be strangled. Yeah. I wouldn't urinate if I were you. Zip cord, right. Zip cord to the throat. Ooh. Um, Godfather. That was my only announcement. Um, we're going, I'm now going to do a couple TILs from reddit.com which is today I learned. So they've got a lot of these and uh, one that I saw was today I learned McDonald's Monopoly game, and you, have you, do you guys ever played that? Do you ever sure. play the Monopoly I, game? I, I was a big fan of that yeah. in high school. Yeah, Dick, I, I remember Dick Tracy just, and Monopoly were the two McDonald's things. You're just so, like yeah. you know, right? Just like getting countless McDonald's, like yeah. too many th- th- items. Excuse yeah. to eat McNuggets. Excuse yeah. to eat, yeah. you know, McNuggets. Whatever. It was fixed from 1995 to the year 2000. What? The Monopoly game was fixed, and they said the company that organized it embezzled 24 million dollars. <laughs> wow. How, how much money? That, that's how much money was in it. Like divided by five, the five year. How how long did they fix it? Well, uh, for five years they fixed it. it. Seems like so much money. I mean, that's the thing is, if for people aren't winning these prizes, you know, to think that a huge multi-billion-dollar corporation would ever want to hurt us. <laughs> <laughs> Stunning. Uh, yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> um, the next. The next today I learned. Here you go. Now this is badass because. You know, I don't think these guys ever really partied in their life, but it says, Today I learned Led Zeppelin had a fucking fireplace on their airplane. <laughs> no shit. Yeah. And in fact, just so you guys have a nice look, there's the picture of it. <laughs> wow. Look at those guys just lounging wow. in style. Loving life. Oh my god. I think they partied a couple times too. No way. On the plane. No way. What happens if you Led run Zeppelin? out of logs? <laughs> yeah. Right, I don't know. The, and and the, another big issue with the with, with the fireplace of the airplane is every time the smoke goes out of the plane, you lose cabin pressure. Yeah, there you go. Right, which well, is, that, which that's is, the first. Honestly, that's what I'm thinking when you say that. If you hadn't showed me that picture, 
Right. Then I would doubt that that could ever be true, but I right. guess especially back then. But, you know, can you imagine what it must have been like, <laughs> a, a, a cross-continental flight with Led Zeppelin in their prime? I mean... Uh, yeah, and you right, right. You kind of like have to cater their to their demands. We want a fireplace. We want a fire. They're <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, okay. Uh, all right, we'll, we'll, we'll see what out. we can do. <laughs> Ooh, wow. So there's the today I learned um, from Reddit. That's great. You know what else? I think I, I seem to remember. This was a Reddit link uh, from a TED talk. Have you guys seen these talks? No. Yes, I have. Yeah, it, they're incredible. Really. What's TED talks? It's Jake? a it's a conference of in, of uh, people that TED, who's an organization, they choose um, a certain amount of you know really well spoken, smart individuals to give lectures, and they're they're ten or fifteen minute lectures. Some are longer, some are shorter, mm. and uh, every single they, they find a way to make every one of these lectures really interesting. So very cool. Yeah, so it's it's really cool. I saw a TED talk about Google, and apparently, when we go when I Google a word, yeah. Your results for that word will be different. Is that right? Based oh. on what your normal like searches are? Google, everything from Google, Facebook, Huffington Post, it, it doesn't matter. All these websites are tailoring search results to the individual user. So it's, uh, yeah. I, I don't, I'm not sure if they identify it by IP number or phone. Yeah, right. You figure it's got to be through a, through a computer. Right, because you go somewhere random and type you, in You have something. no idea how nervous you're making me right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. the guys at Google Big being brother. like, who's been Googling eight-year-old boy raped by a gorilla? <laughs> oh, wait. HTTP 56678974 Oh, it's all tagged. You, oh, yeah. oh, oh, do not, do not be Make mistaken. Make no mistake. Do not be mistaken. <laughs> something to hide. The government will find you <laughs> yeah. if, if you're Googling gorilla <laughs> rape. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the example wow. the guy used, I forget the name of the speaker, was one of his friends uh, Googled Egypt and he got results about all the protests. And another one of his friends Googled Egypt and he got results about vacationing, the pyramids, uh, the more picturesque, sort of flowery interpretation. Sure. So they will whittle down what you like. And the same goes with Facebook. Like people start dropping off their threads, their news feeds. And so it creates a bubble where you're only kind of experiencing these things which these algorithms have right. deemed that are of interest to you. Wow. And Jeez. so it cuts you off. Yeah, it's self-fulfilling in a negative way. So exactly. I've always thought it, the internet's really cut instant. me off from... <laughs> There's really nothing out there. I'm so bored. <laughs> All I could Google is vacations. <laughs> I'm trying to find information There's on nothing a tragedy. You know? yeah. All I get is holiday in Cairo. There's nothing bad going on. <laughs> What's everybody complaining yeah, about? Yeah. World's peachy. <laughs> oh, man. That's a little something to chew on. But um, what I would like now is yeah. for you to answer a would you rather that I wrote for you, Jake. Oh, nice. All right? To directing would you rather. Oh, love mm. it. All right? So, here we go. Would you rather direct a really drunk Mel Gibson or Charlie Sheen super coked up Ooh. for a big-time Hollywood blockbuster film? Without question. Coked up Charlie Sheen. <laughs> why? Because, well, I'll tell you why. Because Charlie Sheen, uh, coked up, I, I would guess, for him is more functioning. You know, since he seems to function, that's he true. Seems to to be able to function on that level. Mel Gibson really drunk, especially. I don't know if Jacob Goldberger <laughs> would be the best person to direct that drunk. Mel Gibson. You, what are you saying? Goddamn uh, animal! <laughs> <laughs> All right, I mean, that, uh, it, it might be more entertaining to direct Mel Gibson. Yeah, 
Who is this fucking animal trying to direct me? Do you have any idea of the wars you've started? Charlie Sheen. Charlie Sheen would be would be difficult, but once you got it going, what? he would probably just get into his zone. And, he'd probably and, deliver, and, right? He'd probably deliver. Yeah. So Mel Gibson, I would be I would be more fearful that right. he would he would, he would not just fly off the of your life. He would just, yeah, yeah. Mel Gibson would fly off that. Charlie Sheen. Where Charlie Sheen's like more focused. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Sheen, you're gonna have eighteen out of those twenty minutes. Are going to be insane, but there's going to be two minutes of gems. In there. Yeah, mm. right. Sure, mm. sure. So that's that's. There my you answer. go. Excellent, excellent. Well done. Yeah. yeah, that'd be dangerous with Mel for you. You like? Oh, for me. He's like, hey, Jake, I'll meet you at Moon Shadows, <laughs> and then you're on the way, and there's this big cement truck comes out of nowhere, drives you into the ocean. Blaring from somewhere. They'd be delivering me right to the devil. But Charlie Sheen, you know, Charlie Sheen would probably be. You know, more more easy to handle. Yeah. What actor or actress would you most like to direct? Everyone knows the answer to that is Alicia Cuthbert. I mean, come on. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, you know what actor oh, I would love to direct? You know what an actor I'm a huge fan of, and I oh, think geez. she. I, I know this is, and every time I say this to anybody, they think I am out of my mind. But I actually, there's something about Jennifer Goodwin that I just. For what it from uh she she gets you she just get I don't know yeah. what it is about her but she just has reached right in and grabbed my sweetheart <laughs> and uh, she's bewitched and, you she's sir. bewitched me Jennifer Goodwin I actually believe is telling me through the television she does want me to kidnap her and put me put her in <laughs> my subconscious face. I yes. believe that That's I thought you were gonna go like the route of like like I know they want to sleep with her but I want to cuddle afterwards <laughs> oh it's only like, only cuddle <laughs> she um, wants me to comb her hair for some reason <laughs> <laughs> while she's unconscious. She, <laughs> <laughs> this is post chloroform. Yeah, yeah. Well, everything's post chloroform. <laughs> Let's be honest. Well, that's where all this straight with uh, each other. I mean, we're all friends here. Consciousness um, is overrated, really. <laughs> Who would I love? There are a lot of actors that it would be in my fantasy world. I like to direct. That's a that's actually a way tougher one for me to even say because the pool is so large. Yeah. Uh, who do I think is really really good these days? Who I've seen. I, I don't know. I, I actually don't know how to answer that. I've direct. You know, remember for me, just being able to direct a guy like Keith David, like I'm the type. I like mm. the obscure. You know, which I which I got to do is is cool to me. Or Pruitt Taylor Vince is another one who who character actor I've been a fan of. You know, I was mm. a fan of his since the a movie he made called Heavy. That was James Mangold's first movie, which is really good. And I got the opportunity to to direct him, which is which is cool. Very but, cool. What is the hardest part about being a director that a lay person Someone not in production would have no idea that you have to go through. Besides dealing with the, the yeah. bitchy cast. I mean, that's that's can't be that. The, the toughest thing for me was the idea of blocking. Because when you're dealing with, which is basically allowing actors to, to move throughout a scene. Now, when you're dealing right. with one actor one-on-one... -on -one, that that's way easier but for me i had a couple scenes in my movie and and as a first timer in my experience so far trying to block four actors in a single scene was very overwhelming to me because each of these people are artists in their own right and bring bring their own uh ideas of the scene with them oh, so to right. coordinate everything Ooh. is way harder than anybody could imagine you know it's yeah. it's, it's, it's like it, a dance it's a exactly, and they right. have their own egos, and as the director, I have my own ego, sure, and sure. I and I'm looking at the whole, you know, in my movie at least, and I can only speak for myself, but I'm looking at the big picture without necessarily telling each of them that I'm looking at the big picture, 
And for them, they have their own experiences they're bringing to it, and they're looking at the big picture from their eyes. So it's really, really hard. And you can never prepare, because when they're all on set together, one little thing, it reminds me of someone was talking about behind the scenes at the the filming of the Magnificent Seven. Mm -hmm. And uh -huh. Steve McQueen kept playing with this hat exactly. to draw attention to himself oh, in a scene that was man. someone else's scene, really. Right. And so he'd just like tip his hat and like pop his collar. And then the lead, I forget the name, Les, Lee, whatever, uh, came up to him and said, I know what you're doing. And you better fucking stop it because I won't have like the, wow. if I, the the interaction. You know these these are people who are all very talented in their own, and they have interactions with each other and how each of them. You know they remember what was going on in the scene before and scene after right. in terms of who was tugging, who was trying to steal a scene, and and that's not to say they're all trying to steal scenes. They're each actor. It's their job and their responsibility to bring from a character's point of view their entire experience to each scene. Mm. So. Each actor has their own backstory they're working with. Because for you, for the three of us, anybody in their life, you're, you're made up of what your experiences are. So for actors, it's their job to study the character and decide every experience that character has ever had. So, so even if you, you know, we're joking before, obviously not joking, but you're saying you're going to be a, you'd like one speaking line in a movie, in, in a movie that I mm -hmm. were to make. So in that case, you would be bringing, even if you're just sitting there eating some fucking fruit, well, I prefer you, it be a cookie or something. Yeah, pie. You would be bringing all of your experiences. <laughs> Chocolate pie. All of your, you know, you'd have a whole backstory for yourself you'd be bringing. So for sure. each of these people, they have their own yeah. things they're bringing to the scene. And to coordinate that is is really overwhelming. And you never know what's going to happen because it's your idea right. and the script combined with their idea exactly. of the character. Exactly. And then on top of it, the interaction between the actual actors as people. Exactly. So that's, it's, that's, it's, it's, that's hitting the nail on the it's head. Crazy. It, it's crazy. It's like a tornado, right? Because you, you also, you're trying, you, you want it to be fresh. You don't want it to seem rehearsed. You know, the thing about great acting is it doesn't seem rehearsed. No matter how, we'll never know if it's rehearsed a million times or rehearsed no times. Sure. We're never going to know. We're going to, when we're watching a movie, your intuition is going to tell you, does this feel honest or does it feel dishonest? You're not going to be saying those words to yourself in your head, but you're going to be like, oh, this is fun and this works, or that seems like acting. And you never want to be looking at anything uh, that seems like acting. Yeah. And, and so as the director, you've got to keep your eye on all of that, and it's, it's, that's really hard. I am going to guarantee you a bit part in my first film. There you go. Ah, and he has said that on record, and I will, sir. Yeah. I don't give a shit how old we get. <laughs> I am holding you to this. There it is. That's not a problem. I'm Th this is all you. I can divulge at this time. You are a spectator at a unique sporting event. Wow, this ah, is really a, a game of kiddish, perhaps. <laughs> no, it, it's a, it's a sport invented by when he by me. Harry Potter. Oh, by you, that or, was, that or, was or Harry Potter forty five. When you're directing Harry Potter forty five, it's Quidditch, by the way. I don't know if you. Sorry, so, and I did. I was like, is the Q silent or Kidditch? not? He said, I don't know. He's trying to pass me. I don't know if you know how to pronounce. You clearly know I don't know how to pronounce. You'll be holding, you'll be you'll be you'll be hanging upside down from a broom with the snitch in your hand. There you go. Cursing Harry Potter. For his natural abilities. For being 80 years old when he's when we're doing Harry, Harry, Potter, Harry Potter 45, right. <laughs> oh, man. So, gentlemen, uh, well, that, that uh, wraps up our episode. And, uh, Jake, thank you so much for coming on our Real show. Real treat, man. This was fun. This was a treat for me. It's been a real pleasure. This was great, guys. Uh, promise to come back. Uh... Uh, on the next step on this project or any announcements you want to make yeah, uh, absolutely and, with... and do me a favor everybody listening please 
It's a weird movie. It's not going to be for everybody, but do me a favor. Give my film a chance. Don McKay, Blockbuster, Netflix, yeah. uh, Redbox, wherever, wherever any, any video store. And you know what? You can count that I will watch it because I haven't done that yet. So I'm Fair in. enough. I'm in. I just When you mentioned Netflix, I remembered it is on uh, available for instant view. It's available oh, for instant perfect. Netflix. Perfect. Some of those reviews on Netflix, by the way, try to avoid some of them because there's a couple on there that <laughs> well, are like, the guy who made this should basically put a gun in his mouth <laughs> as soon as possible. People that write... Don't take that personally. That oh, no, I'm not talking about you. No, of course no. not. <laughs> most people that do write reviews online for anything are just like the worst. Angry. Kind of like you with the Celtics uh, review. Oh, right? God. Right. Oh, right. The, the person who had to read that email. Oof. Some of these reviews are amazing. You read these, you know, every once in a while I'll click, you know, I have a Netflix again. I'll click, I'll say, oh, who watched this movie? They'll be like, could I give this any less than one star? This piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. who made Negative me 16 stars. Yeah. Kill yourself. Kill yourself. Kill yourself. I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, that'll <laughs> like, be a great have their own thing going on. Right. So <laughs> I thought passing a gallstone was the worst moment of my life. But after shitting out this monstrosity, I read a review today where the guy literally wrote his lines. His line was, please, please allow me to take a shower to wash this movie off. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm like, all right, oh, great. No. Thank you. I'm glad it worked for you. Jesus. Yeah, have you seen Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back? Yes. It reminds me of that scene in Good Booger where they're like, fuck these fucking fucks. And they're reading the, from moviepoopshoot.com. <laughs> it wasn't until I actually made a movie and saw, I was, you know, saw some of this, uh, these types of... <laughs> Write-ups. It is amazing yeah. how foul some people. How much passion people put into People put so much passion into hatred. So much more. You know, nobody yeah. ever writes. They forget about writing, writing yeah, the nice. Yeah, you know, nobody ever writes anything. Yeah. No, because that's not interesting. Right. Yeah, Great movie. Exactly. Thumbs up. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody cares about that. Kind yeah. of challenging and interesting. A little bit off kilter. <laughs> I enjoyed it. Instead, they're like, die, <laughs> die. Yeah. Popcorn's never tasted so good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, well, you're not famous until someone calls you fucking clown shoes. Yeah, true. That's how you know. True. Is that true? That you've made it. That's that's the new that's clown the new shoes. mantra. Clown shoes. Uh, Jake, thank you again. Thank you guys. Be good to each other, and thank you for listening. Later. Later.